0: Second on a double header.
1: Well, welcome to the "Read This, Watch That" podcast. I am Anthony, and I'm not. <laughs> you are Dale. I am. Last time I checked. What are you drinking? I am drinking a Madoc from 2016. Okay. What chateau?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> so and that I don't far? have.
1: The, I <laughs> <laughs> You're not using a funnel (laughs) with the bottle right there or straw? (laughs) I wish I were. The bottle is not in front of me, sadly. But a bottle of wine I bought a while ago, and it's actually really quite nice. Well, now that it's uh, summertime, we thought we'd do a summer movie. And we're going to do Summer School, the 1987 classic directed by Carl Reiner. I'm sorry, did, did did you say 1987 <laughs> classic? I did. <laughs> um, okay. I'm entitled to some poetic license, <laughs> I believe. Um, okay. Well, if I told you <laughs> there was a movie, a comedy directed by Carl Reiner, and, you know, starring Mark Harmon and Kirstie Alley and a bunch of people who actually went on to have careers, music by Danny Elfman, you probably might say, yeah, that might be... It might be a pretty good movie. Yes. <laughs> was this the first time you saw it? It was. What, what, You've what, seen what, this twice? Well, what, what's what your... Just briefly now, without without a Roger Ebert, like... Uh, <laughs> what was your initial thoughts watching this?
0: Well, I'm going to say they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did give you a choice. You gave me a choice. I can't remember what the other choice was. There are movies I had not seen and I, I picked by coin flip. Um, my, my initial impressions were, well, my, my, my overall impression of this is generally n- not a good movie. Yeah. Um, there, there were some things in it that um, I thought were, were good and, and there were some interesting it was, in some ways, a very interesting movie.
1: I thought so. Um, but it, I, but I, I, but I, don't I agree it was... with your fir- I agree with your first assessment, <laughs> and also your point that there's actually like one or two interesting things about the movie. Yeah. Despite that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. But, but what's but but yeah. Not I. I, I kind of there was like a there was almost like a TV movie feel yes. to some of it. Oh, to all of it. Yeah, maybe not uh, all of it, but there was re- also. It was... Do, you
1: re- do you remember, like eighty one to eighty three or four in that era, they would occasionally do these movies where they would take the current TV stars, usually teens, and try to do a movie. And I'm thinking specifically of there was one called High School USA, which was like mm. Michael J. Fox and Todd Bridges and seven, eight, nine other younger actors all currently on like hit shows. Yeah. And they throw it together and it was like TV movie quality and silly and goofy and um, fun, but eminently forgettable. And it did have that feel to it. Didn't it? Like, like this was a CBS yeah. summer Saturday night movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah.
0: I thought the same thing. And, and and it and
1: only not as good, only not as good.
0: <laughs> and um, I never realized Mark, how bad of an actor Mark Harmon actually is or can be. But that was the other that was one of the other big things that I walked away from with this.
1: Interesting. We can we can get into that. Yeah. Sure. Um, so your initial impressions aren't far from my initial impressions when I first saw it. I yeah. actually like this movie, though. Um, well, that's it's, interesting. It's just... Well, even though I agree with your assessment, yeah. uh, it's just one of those... Um, I won't watch it often, but if it's on and I'm doing something else, I could have it on in the background. It's inoffensive. Um, it's not mean-spirited. Uh, that's
0: true. And it's, I'll tell you, I'll give you... It, it, it should get high marks for that because so many of movies, I'll call it, of this ilk have a degree of mean spiritedness and
1: this one just really doesn't. You're right. Um it could be better than it was, but I'm not yes. sure how how much better. Um I wouldn't actively seek it out, but again, if if I was flipping through channels and it was on and I was busy kind of doing something else, I I could keep it on. Um it's <laughs> Well, briefly, this this the kind of the um the plot is Mark Harmon plays Freddie Shoup, a phys ed teacher, who um is planning on going to Hawaii. School is out, he's in the parking lot, his girlfriend is there, they're trying to pack their car, and the vice principal needs someone to teach summer school. He catches he catches Freddie, he's the last one. Um he gets Freddy. He he. By the much... way,
0: that scene when he—I just—I just, I just want to note this—that scene where the vice principal or whatever catches our hero before he heads off to Hawaii, and all of the teachers are kind of in their cars or getting in their cars, and they just kind of <laughs> speed away. It had that kind of, kind of the 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 thing that I thought of was. Do you ever see the movie? It's a Mad Mad Mad, yes!
1: Mad World. Yes, <laughs> and that yes. That kind of sense, a slapstick
0: yes. sort of a feel to it. And I was yes. watching it, going, "This is nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> this, this is weird, sort of a kind of a yeah seal to it. It's just bizarre.
1: And instead of getting in the car and just driving away, he hides and gets caught. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's, it's anyway. It's, sorry, it's really, I, <laughs> it's um. But anyway, so he's roped into teaching summer school ultimately he's going to i think it's uh english he's got to teach kids he's got to get them ready to take an english proficiency proficiency exam yes that, that that they all need um he doesn't care about summer school they don't care about summer school until um, they have to yes but then they have to because he's not going to get tenure unless they pass and etc 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 and He's a lousy teacher, but Kirstie Alley's teaching summer school in another room. And she kind of helps him through some things. And he grows to appreciate the kids and the job, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's yes. that's the setup. Um, yes. The students he's stuck with, on the first day, There looks like there's about 25 students there. And, <laughs> and, the, and the next day, there's like 12. Yes. Um, could they have... Did they miss a stereotype? By the way, when they filled out the roster of students, you have you have the offbeat kind of the offbeat kids. You got the athlete. You got the geeky kid. You got the street smart ethnic girl. You got the pregnant girl. You got the male, the the regular, just kind of regular old white student who just happens to be a stripper at night. You got yeah. the exchange student who's trying to you know learn a little English. I mean, so it's just like they, this is like any. <laughs> Oh, You got the you got the asshole vice principal. Yeah. um, You got the cute female teacher who really doesn't like him because she's a teacher and takes the job seriously. And he doesn't. But, you yeah. know, she's going to fall for his charm yeah. at the end of the movie. I mean, they yeah. hit like just and I'm still stunned. This is this is why this is directed by Carl Reiner this gives this gives formulaic movies a bad name Carl Reiner just and I was reading about the movie, and he said he read the script and just thought it was so funny he had it directed I'm like this goes to prove that like artists really? artists nev- don't most artists can't stay inspired their entire lives
0: what's really interesting is that i mean Carl Reiner. As a filmmaker, I, I'm looking at the films he directed. He had a span, he had a, a partnership, I guess, with Steve Martin that produced what I think are four very funny movies in succession. They did, he did The Jerk, <clears throat> Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, The Man With Two Brains, and All of Me. All
1: all why. All of Me, is that with Lily Tomlin? Yes. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but I enjoy the others. Yeah, yeah. They're all all very funny. Um,
0: and then he did Summer Rental, which was a John Candy movie. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it.
1: It's what you'd imagine. I think Dan Aykroyd takes his kids on vacation and ah, okay. John Candy shows up sometimes. Right. Like yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, oh, good... we, we rented it to two people for the same week type of a thing, I think. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure how good a director Carl Reiner is. I mean, I know he did these four very funny movies with with Steve Martin. Um, and because this, I mean, I. It, to me, this was this was very, for the most part, very, very, very just surface level. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there was just nothing. No, at no. all interesting about it. Which nothing.
1: Is, which is odd because um, you know it's funny the the uh, the actors in this. Um, Mark Harmon went on to have a very good career. Mm-hmm. before before this too, I mean he was yeah. this this was hardly his first movie, right Kirstie alley was kind of sort of starting out in movies, but she had already made a name for herself on she had been on cheers for a couple years by now um Th- Courtney Thorne Smith would go on to have a successful career Shoney Smith yep. um Dean Cameron did stuff, and the other people that aren't really all that recognizable if you look them up, most of them actually were. Working actors. Mm -hmm. Um, The screenplay writer, Jeff Franklin, he wrote just one of the guys, which is one of those, I think, one of those underrated 80 teen comedies that hardly anyone knows about. Um, But he was mostly a TV guy. Hint, hint. Mm -hmm. um, Doing stuff like Full House. It's Gary Shanling show, Bosom Buddies. So the fact that this kind of seems like a TV production... Um, you know, it it might come from the material itself, right? (laughs) Um, you know, it's an ocean. What was it? Oceanfront High School, which was um, yes, that's the high school in Karate Kid. Oh, is that right? Yeah, with the outside lockers, which you know, growing up where I did, um, we 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 couldn't have outside lockers. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, (laughs) Yes. But so. But um, It's Very With few exceptions It's very surface level I was going to ask you though I always thought about this movie As an 80s Teen High school comedy uh, Because I really didn't think about this movie much at all it, It's um, Very disp- If you find it entertaining It's very disposable entertainment but it's not really, is it? It's, it's because the focal point are not the teenagers. It's the Mark Harmon character. So it has the feel of a B-grade, lesser caliber, teen, you know, 80s teen comedy. But not really. Hmm. It's more like a half-assed romance. I don't know. It's got
0: more than its fair share of montages.
1: It does. You know? Yeah, it really does. Even st- studying montages. Yes,
0: studying montages. And uh, the, I, I can't remember all the other
1: montages,
0: getting to know you. Oh, all of his, the things that he did for them, montages. And yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I, I, I've I only seen the movie once, so I don't have as much of a familiarity with it. And it's not, you haven't know, reflect you know, haven't collected on it as much as you have but to me it 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 the, the i i thought about really, i thought about two things really when i was watching this movie one it was was it stand and deliver the the movie about the the high school teacher in los angeles who brings a <laughs> teaches a bunch of kids calculus i
1: I, I think so
0: edward james almost is it, is the, uh,
1: there's a couple from that era. I think yeah. so. So it want to be kind of like a cross between
0: that, um, the breakfast club and, um, like 16 candles, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't really take what made either any of those movies good or entertaining or, or in any way iconic. It, it took the bad stuff <laughs> from them and bushed it all together. Um, yeah, it, it, it,
1: it, it, it mind the poorer parts of all those. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: So, I, I mean, I don't... Because it, it didn't really have any sort of a... There was no real romance plot,
1: right? It was I a mean, romance, but it wasn't... It was very... I mean, nothing really happened. I mean... It was sudden and...
0: Uh, yeah, and I mean, it was like... Remember when we talked about My Favorite Year? Yes. And we, we talked about the romance... It had, even though not a lot was kind of not a lot of attention was paid to it film time wise, it had a beginning, a middle and an end and things happened that showed you the beginning, the middle and the end, even though it was maybe very quick and all that stuff. This, it, it, it had, I guess, a beginning, middle and end, but the beginning and middle didn't <laughs> there was nothing to indicate that they should get to the end other than, Oh, these are the two leads. Of course they're going to end up. together." <laughs> right. I mean, they could have been saying anything or doing anything. Yeah. The romance they just didn't, they, there was nothing. I mean, there was absolutely nothing to it. So it was kind of this weird, I kind of felt, you know, it, it, it didn't, there was nothing. It, it was completely wasted.
1: I, I, they did not explore. If you're gonna do a romance, you probably should explore the romance. Yeah, which is a shame because um, looking, unfortunately, uh, Kirstie Alley's kind of lost her mind. But back then, mm-hmm. you know, she was cute. She was a solid actress, and if you watch the character, she does land some kind of funny lines and funny mm-hmm. attitudes towards him. Sure, you yeah. you could have. She was like interested. He's charming, so she's kind of interested, but she's very, very, uh, uh, you know, cautious because he's such a, a he's kind of a screw up. Mm -hmm. So she's cautious like any smart woman would be, but she's not a jerk about it. And she could land, she landed a few kind of funny, semi-sarcastic comments about him, uh, you know, to his face. Uh, you could have explored that a little bit more and dropped some of the scenes with some of the kids. Yep. Uh, but, you know, they did the romance kind of half-assed. They did the teacher thing kind of half-assed. And uh yep. it's a half-assed movie. Yep. He um, you know, and the 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 things <laughs> so he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't really know how to teach. Right. And so he starts <laughs> they go to a petting zoo. Yes. They go to the beach. Yep. They they go to a theme park. Yep. Until the vice principal finds out that he's doing these things. And then the vice principal is kind of like, if the kids don't pass, you're going to get fired. So then he has to, <laughs> to, to get them to pass and to study, he has to essentially bribe them and give them things. For instance, uh, the um, kind of the tough ethnic girl who's not all that tough. Right. She wants driving lessons. The yep. pregnant girl, Shawnee Smith, um, she wants the Lamaz coach. Yep. Kevin, he wants some help with football, which sounds absurd, but apparently Mark Harmon was like the starting quarterback for for UCLA. Was he really? Um, I shouldn't say UCLA. A good football school in Cal might have been UCLA. Now I'm, I wish I had written that down. Maybe I did. Let me see. Um, yeah, uh, not in their best years, but no, he was like a pro ball. like a, he was like a legit football guy. So that was the one scene I was like, Hey, okay. That's not, that's not crazy. Yeah. Um, What? Oh, the, the, the one kid, I think it's, is a chainsaw. The there's two students who are pretty much movie horror movie fanatics yep. and also dabble in doing their own special effects. They want him to host a party in his house and then they want a showing of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Um, so he, he's <laughs> <laughs> selfish little craps, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Just to get them to pass for their own good, but they're going to blackmail him anyways. Um, those things all happen. He is arrested. He's also arrested. When he covers, so the t- after the party, two of the kids are out on his front lawn, and yes, they, and they have a bottle of booze, and two cops come by, right, and uh, <laughs> they're going to arrest them, but you know he he kind of,
0: well he shows he shows up he's, it, he's, he's he's roller skating he's, he's roller skating without a shirt on, and he's got the headphones that are a radio, great <laughs> <the very laughs> 80s yeah. thing on his on his that's. Right.
1: It's going to...
0: <laughs> and so yes he he's, he saves them but he that he of course sets himself up to get ar- arrested for
1: contributing to the delinquency of minors which he is yeah clearly <laughs> um and that's when uh Kirstie Alley finds out that her boyfriend she is kind of dating the vice principal right. who is the vice principal is um that actor has an actual, actually a interesting background. He was, he's like, he was like a sculptor in addition to being an an actor. Hmm. Um, and he's another guy who's, you look up his, um, filmography and, you know, TV and film, and he's been working steadily. Yeah. All along. Um, yeah. And he basically says, you know, uh, you're going to be fired. Uh, I don't care about you. I don't care about the kids. And the Kirstie Alley character finally realizes that he, he's, a, he's a jerk. And she dumps him. And she becomes a little more interested in the Mark Harmon character. Um, yeah. UCLA starting quarterback, Mark Harmon. 72 and 73.
0: Huh. Good for him.
1: Uh, and the kids correct me if i'm wrong but the kids keep kind of demanding more of him yes you know so they'll take this seriously and pass it he finally quits right he says screw it they chase away you know they of course chase away they realize what they've lost and they chase away the um the substitute teacher mm-hmm. and they get him to come back and they buckle down start studying and, you know, ultimately take the test, get their grades. Right. They, the grade. they don't pass, but they. Improve. Most of them don't pass. Right. And the vice principal is going to fire them. But the parents of the kids want a meeting with the principal. And the improvement is quite impressive, actually. Yes. People are going from like 25 to 70, 25 to 55. Most of them actually fail. Yes. <laughs> Just- only a handful of and the person who has the best score is the um African American student who shows up on the first day right takes the whole pass for the bathroom and, and never shows up again and never shows up again <laughs> until the, the
0: test and when he returns the bathroom pass
1: he returns with
0: the bathroom pass which was cute I thought that was I thought that was cute um but yeah, no it's so that's 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 yeah that's like it yeah there's really there's really. <laughs> and he has a dog. Um, there's really not that much to the to the plot it, itself. Um, I mean it is it is highly formulaic, but it does have a couple of interesting things going right. on in in my opinion. Hit me. So one is the Courtney Thorne Smith character which was really weird. You know, watching it in Mm -hmm. 2021 for the first time i'd never seen it and you know this film made in 1987 because one of the things that goes on with her is not really explained exactly why other than maybe just overcrowding at her home but she has decided she wants a place to live and so she wants to live with him she also has romantic aspirations um which he deflects but he kind of lets her live with him for a, a, a little bit. And yes, he does. It was this really kind of weird sort of circumstance. And they fortunately did not do anything with it, right? It was one of those things where if it were in the hands of somebody who were a little bit more crude back in that time period, yeah, right, it would have been really awkward, particularly today, but because it was kept fairly light and very, you know, I mean, nothing happened between them. Right. And he, I don't think he even thought about it. Right. I mean, there was no implication that he would, it was really him just kind of saying no to her the whole time. Um, and I thought that that actually made that whole thing work to the extent that anything really works in this, um, in this movie. But uh I thought it really could have gone bad and it didn't. So I thought that was that was actually okay. Um and a little bit interesting because it was just something that again could have gone badly, but didn't. Um the other I, I thought one of the other kind of interesting things I thought <clears throat> were the two film buff guys <laughs> yeah they were it was it, 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 so one of the first things that struck me is one of the things i jotted down when i was just kind of taking a couple of notes throughout the movie and i didn't take that many notes but one of them was kind of the beginning was that you know this this, this summer school teacher really doesn't care and then i wrote down i mean he really doesn't care
1: he does right? not The beginning of the
0: movie No, none whatsoever doesn't care at all. And these two film buffs, they're jerks and they remain jerks throughout the um, throughout the movie. But um, they are really engaged in a lot of ways that it was almost like a kind of having a Bill and Ted stuck in the middle of your of your movie, just kind of vectoring in and out from time to time. Which I thought was actually it was actually okay. I thought that they were they were good kind of little side characters in there.
1: Yeah, I thought the. Um, I also thought there was actually. A conversation or two between the athlete and the pregnant girl. Hmm. That was actually fairly sensitive. Yes. For 1987, a comedy. Great. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a, you know, a, a you know, silver, silver lining. Yep. Um, one of my problems with the film, the horror film buffs, did you see the posters in his room? Um, I think one was Jaws. No. Two. One was Jaws 2. Jaws 2. Now, what self-respecting? Yeah. I mean, Jaws 2. Um although maybe a metaphor for this movie that he did not have Jaws on the wall, but he had Jaws too. I actually like Jaws too. I think it's a great as sequels go, it's a great sequel. It's a pretty good one, yeah. But what, what self respecting horror film fan has Jaws too when he can just as easily get a Jaws poster? Yeah. Um ridiculous. Agreed. Now, here's what <laughs> here's what I I I thought we could do. Um, I actually thought the, the, the you know the Courtney Thorne Smith character. Uh, I thought she did a good job. Interesting character. She's kind of a surfer, but she's not. You know, she's not a uh, like a stoner. She's just kind of a surfer, um, kind of a free spirit. Uh, I thought her act, you could see, like, yeah, I could see her going on to have a decent career, which she did. Um, I thought she was a bright spot. So, um, she also
0: has the distinction of being, um, um, when she was on her, what was the television show she had that was one of those, uh, was it... um, Beverly Hills, nine, no, not Beverly Hills, 90210. It was, Melrose Place. Melrose Place, right. She was on Melrose Place. When she was on, on Melrose Place, she did a movie with Carrot Top. Oh, did And God. as a part of her um, promotional activity, she went on the Conan O'Brien show. And the other person on the Conan O'Brien show that night who was sitting, you know, on the couch, I guess, next to her, was Norm MacDonald. Oh, God. If you ever get a chance to watch that clip, it is kind of it, it. It demonstrates just how good Norm Macdonald was as a comedian.
1: Was he making fun of her
0: or Carrot Top? Oh my, everything! <laughs> uh, it and it it was. It was fantastic. I, mean, was I think I've seen It was absolutely that. fantastic. I think that's
1: one of the ones they showed after he passed away. They yeah. may have,
0: because it, it is absolutely hysterical. And, and and one of my favorite Norm MacDonald moments <laughs> was
1: that. Um,
0: All right, so we talked. No, you um, did
1: not like, so. So you didn't you, didn't, you thought Harman was a terrible actor in this I did I, that's I, funny that's I funny. thought I he thought, was, he, thought he was very bad. Now is this different though? I thought he was quite I thought he was fairly charming. Does that necessarily mean he's a good actor or can you be charming and still a bad actor if, or, or do a bad performance? I honestly felt like I, w- I was watching
0: a sitcom.
1: He was watching wa- him. He was walking through this yeah and they really didn't give him much to do where it wouldn't ne- necessitate walking through it. Cause I think he's a good actor.
0: He could be. And, and
1: I, I don't I've really seen know. Him. Yeah. I, I don't think he's, he's, I mean, he's been in a ton of movies. Actually. He's been in a, a lot yeah. of movies, a lot of television shows too, but he's more of a TV guy. Mm-hmm. He's not really movie star quality,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know, NCIS, he was on saying elsewhere. Married, uh, still married to Pam Dauber, you know, from Mork and Mindy fame. Really? They've been married since 1987, still married. His father won the Heisman Trophy. Huh. His sister married Ricky Nelson of Ozzy and Harriet fame. <laughs> His other sister was married to John DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Um and uh, he also played uh, Ted Bundy in Deliberate Stranger.
0: I think I knew that. Yeah, he played a serial killer. Wow. Um, so so here's a here's a little bit of just just a complete digression. Um, I think this episode is going to be full of digressions, but
1: that's fine because wh- we're having a hard time. <laughs> i'm having a hard time going past 30 minutes talking about the the bones of this movie
0: so one of the um horror fanatics the blonde one um um didn't go on to do a ton of stuff but he you know went on a little bit he actually um auditioned and was one of the finalists for bill and ted's um <laughs> excellent adventure i could see that and he just mit- missed out um Alex Winter, by the way, is doing who was Bill or Ted, the one that was not Keanu Reeves, um, continues to be active in the film industry and and just recently made a documentary about Frank Zappa, which I which I recommend. But that's a digression from my digression. Anyway, so this guy almost became one of (laughs) Bill or Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was directed which was written and directed by none other than the son of Richard Matheson. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're bringing
1: it all together now. I am bringing it all together. It's Bit part of, of our a... double header. We're bringing, bringing Matheson back. <laughs> Bit of a sliding doors moment for him, though, if he got that role. Possibly.
0: Yeah, right. Possibly. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, how many ways... How many ways could uh, Freddie Shoup have been fired? He's oh, off. Wow. He's off the grounds without permission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, now no permission from the school. No permission from the guardians. That's a no-no. Right. Private driving lesson? Probably not. People probably are free okay. to do what they yeah. want uh, if it's you know on school time. Probably not. Off school time. Probably. Mm-hmm. House party would be a no-no. Yep. Showing the Chainsaw Massacre in 1987 in a summer school class, probably a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, Lama's coach? Um, maybe some... Uh, a little bit creepy. Certainly
0: not something to share on social media.
1: Certainly not. And, and just maybe uh, you're starting to get into some... Uh, you know, teach your students boundary issues there on that one. That that could have been problematic. Um, so, Courtney Smith living with him for a few days. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's now and in nineteen eighty seven, twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's that, you're going to be talking to your union rep, right? on on that one okay so here's the question in your high school let's go through them teacher ever take you off off school grounds without permission
0: i think the answer is no not
1: at least not during class did you know a teacher ever giving someone driving lessons No, other than driver's ed, obviously, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, ever go to a house party at a teacher's house? Yes. yes, 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 for me, yes, off grounds without permission, yes, for me. Um, chainsaw massacre movie, weird movie, yes, yes. Uh, never heard of any teacher going to Lamas class with anybody, nope, and roommate. Teacher, student, roommates. No, that I've not. Yes, really. Oh <laughs> yes. my goodness! <laughs> you went yep. to quite the school, my friend. I went to a <laughs> I went to a very diverse school. You had a decent amount from the rural area, but not a lot. A ton of uh, kids from the suburbs and a ton of kids from the urban area. Yeah, and I graduated with uh, about four hundred and fifty students. Yep. So we had, you know, a little over 1,200, 1,300. Medium-sized school. I always thought it was one of the bigger ones in the area, but, you know, a a decent-sized school. I Mm -hmm. mean, my son graduated with 90 kids, so. Wow. You know, Uh, but, yes, we had a situation um, of a friend of a friend of mine moving in with a teacher, and we also would have parties at that teacher's house. Wow. Yep. English teacher. Good teacher, but um, some boundary issues there. As I look back on it, and <laughs> they ended up staying together, and um, they she retired, and they moved to Florida together. Really? Yep. Well, hey, that's 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 great. I mean, it's interesting. I'm one step removed from that
0: because I, I had a I had an English teacher, and um, he was also the drama club guy. He was also an excellent musician. And um, I used to go to his house, um, and he had a wife. And his wife was uh, a good, fair number of years younger than him. And their relationship kind of started when he was teaching somewhere else and she was a student. And now it didn't, like, kind of really start until after she graduated. But it was – and they were both – you know, said, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It was, you know (laughs) – we, we, we had to stay away from each other until we were, until we were done. So I've known of those things happening, but I, not in my school. I didn't see it happen. Um. Yeah.
1: I find it. I just find that creepy. There, there are a number of White. student, former student and teacher marriages and I just, yeah. Um, I mean, the only way I wouldn't find it creepy is if it was a student teacher who was in college and the other person was 18 and the other person, the one person was like 21 and the other person was, eight you know, really, yeah, right. when you start talking yeah. nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years difference, I just, yeah, it's, yeah. I find it, um, I find it creepy. I also like the idea of the vice principal being a raging dick. But the principal, being fairly level-headed and practical and reasonable, and that was my experience (coughs) when I was in high school, was that we had four vice principals, one for each grade. Mm -hmm. One or two of them were on the verge of retirement, so they didn't care about anything. But the other two were younger, and much like my dad would say in the Navy, the... The commanding officer of the ship is almost always a nice guy. It's the XO mm-hmm. who's the dick. Yeah. Same thing in my high school. I, you know, vice principal, not too different from this guy. Um, whereas the principal, you could really see the difference in caliber between the principal and the vice principal. The vice principal was just like a dog with a bone enforcing rules. It didn't matter if it violated, you know. You could do something that was, you know, within the spirit of the rule, but technically a violation and you'd be in trouble and mountains out of molehills, you know, things of that sort. Whereas the principal himself was just I mean, I had a couple instances where I had to go see the principal and he was always pretty much like. He'd ask after my family how I was doing, and then he said, yeah, somebody said, you know. Don't do that again. Mr. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, why don't you get out of here type of thing. Whereas, I remember pulling one of those, uh, I remember one time, me and a couple other people, we are just kids having a good time, and the vice principal either misunderstood what we were doing or caught, ha- he comes over and he's just, like, yelling in our, like, very aggressively yeah very close to us and i just kind of turned to i could kind of turned away and he's just like mr you know do you know that do you know that and finally i'm like i i'm like i don't know it but i hear it and, <laughs> and that was how i went that's one of the reasons i ended up Meeting, having, having meeting the marriage. principal, yeah, <laughs> meeting the principal, and that's where the principal is kind of. But you know, he had this kind of funny grin on his face when he was talking to me. Um, yeah. So I'm sure the, but yeah, just this overly ambitious and rule follower type. So, I did kind... not.
0: Interestingly enough,
1: that was not the case.
0: Yes. The the kind of well, it may have been with some, but I, the primary vice principal in my high school, he was. You know, a rules guy, he was number two. The principal was a wet blanket. The But the primary vice principal guy <laughs> was, you know, an enforcer of the rules, but he wasn't crazy. He was actually a decent guy. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah so you know, some of the stuff that happened you might think was crazy, but I'm looking back on my high school years, and I'm like, yep. That happened, that happened, that happened.
0: That's a good point,
1: is that... um, again, like you, much different time period. Yeah. We had a smoking section outside at our school.
0: Yeah, so did we.
1: You could leave campus if, you know, you weren't cutting class.
0: Yeah, no, same here. (laughs) You
1: know, (laughs) it's every day, you know, compared to today, like... There's just all sorts of violations oh, all yeah. over the place every day.
0: Yeah. No, no, same here. But and that's what I was going to say is that if you, I think you're right. If you look back on at least people of our generation-ish, look, and probably older as well, if you take a look back and think about what went on, it may not be the same things. But it may be similar things or things that were just as crazy, <clears throat> Right. I think yeah. that's I think that's I think that's true, and and that's maybe why some of these movies were made and you know had these had these things going on, and and why maybe they did strike a chord with people. Um, although this one again, I just don't. It, it was just, it was just very strange. I mean, one of the, one of the really bizarre storylines, and this was just kind of like again just this kind of throwaway thing that they didn't really do all that much with which was that one of the students was always asleep in class
1: because he worked at night as a male stripper <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah that was a bridge too far for me that was a that was a <laughs> a wasted, that was wasted time it really was it that was, was wasted
0: time weird sort of bizarre sort of it, it was yeah i don't
1: i in a different they movie cut that out.
0: yeah they could have cut it out in a different movie they could have done it but not in this one. They could have cut it out and maybe
1: <clears throat> spent, you know, three, four, five more minutes on the romance. Yeah. The romance portion of it. Because that was just, I think, a bridge too far for, e- even for me. And, and know, given some, to... Or
0: given, or give some of the other characters a little bit more agency. Like, they because they had these tiny germs of stories that they never really followed through on. I mean, they did a little bit with the pregnant woman who... Who gave up her baby for adoption. And there was the budding romance with her and the football player. Yep. Yeah. But the girl who was dyslexic, they could have done more with that.
1: They could have done more with um I wanted something to come out of the um the the wannabe filmmakers. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Although one of them did have uh a uh a, a And Eat the Rich t-shirt, which I (laughs) appreciate. Multiple scenes with the Eat the Rich t-shirt. I
1: thought that was well done. Well played, sir. Very well played. Um, Yeah, this to me is... um, I dislike... I like this movie, but not like um, some of the other uh, light movies. Like, I don't go out of my way to watch this one. Mm. But like I said, if it's on and the remote's out of reach... I won't hurry to turn it <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> a ringing endorsement. It is I've good. Na- one. <laughs> it, it, it is good natured. Uh, you know, there's nothing mean about it other than, you know, the vice principal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, I, <laughs> I want to know what I really want to know is is this film itself a metaphor for summer school? you hope you don't really have to experience it you you forget what happened like days (laughs) later you just want to get it over with and you're kind of embarrassed to tell family and friends that's what you're doing with your time
0: well i can tell you michelle came in and watched me watching this and the absolute and utter disgust on her face was
1: very clear yeah yeah tell you it's like roadhouse it would have been better if Oh, it, it would have been
0: better if she oh yeah yeah <clears throat> well i mean it would have been better if she caught me watching roadhouse I mean, clearly, <laughs> because, yeah, because it, it, at least roadhouse has it has that kind of some over-the-top elements to it not not in terms of oh crazy teen movie over the top you know elements to it but it had just some really crazy over-the-top elements to it um that you can talk about this. There was just nothing
1: particularly interesting. Follow me here for a minute. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure this happens all the time, but <clears throat> this is the way I would do it. Um, obviously, a lot of times, um, somebody thinks up a plot, and then they backfill characters. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if this would have been better. And clearly, I think that's what they did here. Those are such, yeah, such stock, yep, stock characters. Um, that it's clearly it's like somebody came, hey, why don't we do this? You know, funny type of movie about uh, you know summer school, school teacher, and you know class cut ups and all that. And then they started filling in the. perhaps if you did it the other way and started with the characters. Build build characters and then put them in this environment. You may have been able to tease something a little, get a little more substance out of this. It, yeah, it wouldn't have been a breakfast Breakfast Club type situation. Yeah, but you and
0: Stand and Deliver did it. I mean, it was a serious movie, and you know you kind of expect well, that out of a serious movie.
1: Maybe that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. if you want to do a comedy, of, if you want to do a comedy about school. If you want to do a comedy about a hospital, um, if you want to do a, a romantic comedy, do, write, write a romance, write a hospital drama, write a school drama, and then go back and make it funny. Right. Because typically in dramas, you're going to have to have a little more depth of character yep. to make in situation to make it work. Then kind of edit in funny stuff to make it a comedy <clears throat> that possibly get a little more meat on the bone than than uh this movie has i do i think i think maybe we're we're missing the point that it's it itself is a metaphor for summer school that's perhaps it's, perhaps uh, it's
0: genius perhaps maybe we should be studying this in film maybe school. it's
1: maybe it's brilliant well. um
0: it did have one good line in it, um, but it had a couple I think it had a couple of good lines, but one that I jotted down because it actually made me giggle at the end of the towards the end of the movie when the parents are coming in to explain to the principal why they're really happy about what happened over the summer with their kids, right because they all did so much better. right. One who's talking about his his son, the one of the movie horror movie fanatics oh, yeah. was talking about how awful, you know, before the summer he was this, he was just trying to gross people out all the time. And and he said, um, it was because of him. We stopped having kids.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a good one.
0: It <laughs> delivered very well by the actor who I don't know, but um, um yeah, I mean, it just, it, it didn't, I was thinking just now about the, the kid who was the, the um, stripper and that it, the movie what didn't have enough absurd elements to it to make that fit in and be funny. It was just this kind of weird absurd element that they threw in to what was otherwise a, a movie that didn't really have that many Over anything top, that was really yeah. absurd you know and it was this <clears> kind <throat> of and like the Courtney Thorne Smith kind of episode, it was this moment of seriousness you know dealing with a a legit sort of a tense circumstance in a movie that had no legit tense circumstances <laughs> right <laughs> so they they kind of threw in these pieces of of things that just didn't fit and I think that was a that was a that was a problem with
1: it it almost feels like um a committee yeah wrote many decisions yeah 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 um it could have been <clears throat> it could have been um it could have been a bit more, I, you know. Even with the best doctoring, it, it would have been an just an okay movie. It really wasn't. True. Yeah, no. That's, it was never going to be great. No, it really wasn't that, you know, there wasn't that many funny lines. The Italian exchange students only there, so we get to see her in their swimsuit. And, you know, just one more female that could be ogled a little bit by the by the guys, um, now, so you know when. Do you ever try to explain to your kids I, <clears throat> the? I, I just like sometimes eighties culture will come up, especially now. It's kind of it's kind of big now. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, and I think somebody was watching. Um, kind of went down the YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> I think it was Ethan or Katie were watching '80s music videos, and oh my goodness, one of them was that Men Without Hats video, like the Renaissance Festival. It's it, it's it doesn't matter. It's a, and I was just thinking, I, I, they just looked at me, and I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I can't. Were they asking you, looking at you, going, what? Yeah, his name is going on it was like either that or <laughs> men at, what is it what was the australian band men at work yeah something like and that some of their videos very mm-hmm. very rough and and crude and yep. cheap and and some of the clothes that you know mm. the show in movies and i just like don't ask me it. or a student moving in with a teacher or partying at a teacher's house and i'm like i can't explain i just you had to live through it. I can't explain the eighties. Do you remember your yeah. kids ever looking at you like what the hell was going on back then? Yes. <laughs> like family film like films you would take your kids to had nudity in them. And specifically I'm thinking of stripes. Oh yeah. It was yeah. brief. Yep. It was innocence, you know, in a way. It was nothing but it was just like, eh, you know, oh, there's a there's some brief nudity in this. So let's take the kids to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> it, um it's just I can't, you know. It was a hell of a time to grow up. I'll tell you that. Definitely different. <laughs> Looking back on it, um, all right, I, I had to stretch this to talk about summer school to fifty three, and then we're at fifty three minutes now, and I, I can't even. There's talk of a remake. Yeah, I know.
0: Uh, Adam Sandler's production company bought the rights to remake it back in two thousand
1: twelve. So they might be able to do something. They might be able to do something. Um, that's a lot more. That's a lot more humorous. Um, all right, on that note, but at least we hit on a summer movie. We did, and perhaps
0: we should think Before about summer. some more summer stuff as well. Or maybe we should start thinking about fall
1: stuff. It is, and when I say fall stuff, I mean well, Halloween's horror stuff. Yeah, Halloween's mm. around the corner. I was thinking maybe we should. Um, do two or three episodes for October involving Halloween type stuff. But um, we could talk about that off mic. Yes. Have um, uh, been reading or watching anything interesting you care to tell our listener about?
0: Well, um, one thing that um, I, I did was, you know, I have a, an 18-year-old <clears throat> and I learned, not all that long ago, to my horror, that he had never seen The Godfather. Really? Yeah. And wow. So, so he and I sat down and watched <clears throat> The Godfather, um, not all that long ago. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I've watched The Godfather multiple times over the years. But most of the watchings have been... Turn on the television and, and oh, right, you know Sonny's about to get killed. I'm definitely going to watch, and you get sucked in and you watch the whole thing, right? You you come in in bits and pieces, and so it had been a while since I really sat down and and watched it beginning to end as a as a complete thing, and boy, what a pleasure! It was <laughs> to do it. Gotta say, it's a good movie. <laughs> it it is. It really is just a solid movie from beginning to end. And um, just, you know, you can see, you can kind of see all of the other Al Pacino performances kind of in his portrayal of, of Michael Corleone. Um, and, uh, you know, even James Caan as Sonny, which...
1: R.I.P. Yeah,
0: boy. That, that that was that was sad news. I mean, he was just such a such a great character, and um, always enjoyed seeing him in uh, in movies. Um, uh, but just th- that cast was just fantastic, um, top what, to bottom,
1: top what, to bottom. That cast what, was fantastic. I'm curious, what did your 18 year old think of the his first viewing of The Godfather? I, always curious about what his people my children's generation how they would see it
0: yeah no it's interesting so his his reaction to it was michael corleone is an evil dude okay which i thought was a really interesting take because i i i mean yes he is Right? but i mean yeah, yeah but I that's mean, really st- a
1: Godfather 2 type of realization right exactly that's that's kind of
0: how I was thinking of it and I was and it was or he' not evil ruthless he said boy he's he's ruthless oh, yeah that's ruthless guy and and i i remember thinking when he said that i said I was kind of like oh yeah yeah absolutely and I was thinking about it. yeah the first time i think I watched it i i i, I had michael as the hero and maybe it was because the first time I watched it I don't know it was 10, right? 12, right? <laughs> Something like that. So, you know, you're you're impressionable in different ways. So um I thought it was really interesting that he he yeah. at 18 was just kind of really boom. It was, yeah, that guy is ruthless, right? That that was his that was what did his he, impression. He loved what it. Did he, he loved the movie. He did. Okay. Yeah, he loved it. Sat through it's the just, whole thing, not I mean, you know, movies are completely
1: so engaged. Different today that I I always I'm always curious that even We'll, well, a classic hold-up for, say, an 18-, 19-year-old <clears throat> today, just because the pacing is so different, mm-hmm. and um, not even just with a classic like The Godfather, just even Jaws, the pacing. You know, today, you know, they'd be like, there'd be the shark attack, and three minutes later, brody be on a boat. You know, it just, yeah. the pacing would be so much different and faster. Yeah. So I'm always curious about what, what you know, our children's generation thinks about, movies that we, we think of as oh, you know, Jaws is one of the best movies ever filmed and The Godfather and then they will sometimes watch these and they're like, eh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Um and I, I just wonder if that's just a matter of like oftentimes we'll find a a movie from the thirties or forties just just so you know, so steeped in the 30s or 40s that we're we're just not getting it. It's so different. The acting is so different. I happen to love that stuff, but I could see where somebody would be like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of movies in the 30s, they're still almost doing um, a, a theater acting. You know, it's yeah. like they're trying to they're trying to use their voice to hit the back row, even though right. it's a movie. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. And it just it's just not. You know, they don't people people don't talk that way. They don't move that way, and yep. it it just takes me out of it. I love that stuff. I could definitely see why somebody our kids age could watch The Godfather and be like, eh, you know, it's kind of slow. You know, the first half hour nothing happens. There's no car chases, et cetera, et cetera. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I was very happy
0: to <clears throat> very happy to get his seal of approval.
1: Yeah, he's 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 seen Jaws yes okay and i'm assuming yes. thumbs up on jaws as well yes yes no I'm, I, you know and i gotta
0: say my my kids um we've 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 done i mean the, the godfather was clearly a an oversight on our part dr- dramatic oversight terrible i feel terrible about it but you know <laughs> he's he's now seen it but But overall, my kids have had a pretty good, like my daughters in particular, I I introduced them to Werner Herzog and made (laughs) them watch Aguirre, Wrath of God and Fitzcarraldo.
1: That's a a real popcorn cruncher. (laughs) Wrath of God with that crazy, crazy. Yeah, Kinski. uh, Kinski is so. (laughs) Yeah, he was typecast
0: (laughs) as a lunatic. He was a lunatic. It was a lunatic. evidently, in fil- filming Fitzgeraldo, Um, and there's a movie that Herzog made about his relationship with Ginsky called yeah, *My My Favorite know. Fiend*. Um, and uh, <laughs> one of the things that I can't remember, what he says in the documentary, or writing somewhere that when they were making Fitzgeraldo, um, or whoever it was, *Fitzgerald* or or here, but one of the two, um. No, it must have been Fitzgeraldo. because so, he hired a whole bunch of uh, indigenous people to help out on the movie, and I think in making Fitzgerald, at one point the 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 chief of this, you know, the the leader of this of this group of indigenous people, uh, came to Herzog and offered to kill Kinski for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. Uh... Herzog comes a, comes across as having a screw loose as well, but not, oh, not yeah. nearly not nearly in the same class as, as Kinski was he was just unique truly yes <clears throat> yes excellent i'm I'm watching same about you yeah, yeah 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 I'm watching uh for fun just just for entertainment I'm watching a television show called Gotham have you oh, ever seen this I... Don't think is, I've seen it. No, it is on Netflix. It is four or five seasons, and it was a, it was a, it, w- it was a network show. So there's about twenty two episodes, twenty two hour long, forty five minute long episodes. I'm only I just started the second season, and it is about young uh, James uh, Gordon, who would become Commissioner Gordon of Gotham. Mm-hmm. as an investigator on the in the police as a detective in the police department and it introduces all the um kind of either villainous characters or neutral characters along the way before they've reached their full, full potential yeah full potential and including like there's a young um uh uh batman what's his name um wayne wayne yeah um and alfred and the penguin and all these people and um i'm not a comic book superhero movie guy right so um i i never really read the comic books as a kid yeah i saw a superman movie i saw a couple batman movies saw the iron man i'm just not a marvel dc guy right yeah so i'm which I think helps watching this because I'm a, I have no investment in any of these people, so if there's you know, you know how some people are. It's like you know, well, Commissioner Gordon was wearing Red socks, but those weren't he didn't wear those until, you know, you know the Penguin. Well, you know, I, I'm just not invested in, in any of this stuff. I don't really know. You know, I know the Riddler and I know the Joker, that, but that's about it. I know there's a villain called the Joker and I know Heath Ledger played him and I know Jack Nicholson played him. And so I think that actually helps because this is all kind of new to me and I don't really care if they're inconsistent. What I like about it is the, the kind of the, the palette of the show, the color palette and the atmosphere and the aesthetic. Yeah. And by that, I mean, it's really neat. Like the, the police, the 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 you know you walk into the police department and it's this it looks like the inside of a gothic cathedral. Nice. Um, it's usually dark and rainy. Yeah. Um. The uh, the penguin as a younger man, he's walking along the road, limping along, and a a bus full of religious uh, African American women, like like church ladies, stop and they get out. They look like they're from the forties. And their bus looks like from the, from the 40s. Yeah. But the mob guy is driven in a car that looks like a Cadillac from the mid 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's this, um, but they all have, obviously, they all have like um, smartphones, but it, it, it lends this kind of, you know, t- almost a timeless kind of otherworldliness to it, but still, still enough of the real world. Yep. That makes it really really kind of, the taxis all look like for the for, from the 40s. The one of the secretaries in the police department she dresses like uh, somebody a uh, uh, kind of a single woman would from the 50s. Right. Um but the you know the main character's girlfriend dresses like a woman from 2015 and right. so it's just this is a really kind of cool way they did it and you have to stop and think about it. It's it's not something that jumps out at you right away. But it, but the whole city has a very um, large parts of the of the city have this very gothic um, or neo gothic feel. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to watch that way. And like I said, I'm not really a nerd over this stuff, so nothing bothers me. If somebody pointed out mistakes, I'd be like, I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and there's good actors in it. Uh, John Doman is Falcone. You might remember him from The Wire. He's McNulty's boss that, in the first episode, gives him the double middle fingers. That actor. I love that actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. His name is John Doman. Um, uh, Marina Baccarin from Firefly. Donald Logue. um, A whole bunch of people you you recognize are in it. Acting solid. And, um, you know, uh, it's just entertainment. And it's kind of fun to watch and, you know, you don't really have to think about it too hard and um, it's done and over with, but there's five, there's four more seasons to look forward to. So it's nothing Netflix is going to cancel, you know, after the first season. So that's what I've been watching. Yeah. You know, it's
0: interesting. Uh, I'll just make one quick comment. Um, You know, back in New York and um, I'm going to be regularly heading into the city to go to work. And my office is in a new, you know, brand new building. And so it's all, you know, new and stuff. But one of the great things about being back in New York is that um, you, you have a a pretty significant diversity in buildings, right. And you still walk into buildings in New York, the interior of, of which is, you know, designed on the basis of the sensibilities in the 1890s right or the 1920s or the 1950s right and so you have the opportunity in many instances and you see this in in, in other cities too um uh, of course but in, in new york there's just kind of more of it and more diversity of it but it's really great to to kind of see those things um um, and really work with them. It's one of the things about some of the scenes in The Godfather, incidentally, that I really, really liked. I don't know if you remember, but when Luca Brasi gets killed, he walks into the bar. Oh, he, the he, nightclub? Yeah, but he first he walks in through a lobby, kind of in a hallway. Art deco And it's that lobby beautiful sh- art deco. Yeah, the shiny...
1: Yeah the shiny floors like mirrors almost yeah yeah, no, yeah. i know mean, it's just 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 absolutely
0: gorgeous and i and i do from time to time you know and i go in and when i go in i go into grand central terminal which is this beautiful building and you see that stuff and i and it's i i'd forgotten living in dc for so long how beautiful that stuff really is and so it's nice to, and it sounds like the show and I'm, you're making me want to go see it, kind of picks up on that sort of diversity um, and, and really celebrates all of the different things that, um, uh, uh, all, the, all of the different you know, fashion style, whatever you want to talk, whatever, whatever you want to describe it, right? From a variety of different ages and seeing how that, that blended together, not just in the architecture, but in the way that people dress, that must be really interesting. I think yeah, I'd like of, to see that. It's kind of neat. Yeah. All right, man. Cool. Well, look, we made it. We made it past an hour talking about summer school.
1: <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. Should be taught in film school. I think I, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. At least <laughs> some of the scenes are. <laughs> right with the jaws zoom in the pan out scene or oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right man that was that was fun let's do it again soon yes all right, <laughs> all right. cool take it easy bye-bye